Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Everybody, welcome to episode 208 of Hobby Addicts on May 3rd. I'm your host, Mitsugi, and I'm joined by the wonderful Mandy. Mandy, what's up? Hey, what's going on? I'm,、uh, I'm excited to be here, and、uh, it is now 64 degrees outside. So, but、Ooh. man, we've had horrible storms all day today, so if I lose power, I apologize. Oh. Maybe, maybe it'll hang in there until like, when you go to sleep tonight. That way you can listen to it. I like listening to thunderstorms when I go to sleep. But... Oh, I, I don't. It keeps me up all night.、Uh, okay, well, that's not then. then let's <laughs> go away, Thunder.、Uh, and we also have the stupendous Mason. Oh, how's it going? May the third be with you, as they say, right? Isn't that? No.、Ah, okay, maybe not. Not、um, yet. Tomorrow. Try that tomorrow. Uh, no, uh, weather's fantastic over here and、uh, enjoying it, aka, windows were open. <laughs> While I played video games inside today. Oh, great. Well, I'm sure we're going to hear about that. And、uh, today I'm going to be talking about a Mount Sherman hike that went bust. And also, since I don't have that really to talk about, I will be talking about Ozark, the TV show, because I'm almost, almost done with season three. So that's good. Mandy finished Final Fantasy VII's remake. I'm curious to hear her thoughts of the ending. And what we do in, in the shadows, season two. Yeah. And we also have Mason, who always brings something unique to the table, I must say. I try. With the history of the Seattle Mariners, which I would not have guessed in a million years, and a Dorktown special, which I don't, I don't know what that is, but we're going to find out. So, why don't we start with that? What is a Dorktown special? Sure. Well,、uh, technically, it's actually just one long title. Oh, that's, oh okay, I see.、It's、that's actually, the subtitle. Yeah, yeah. So,、um, this is a. YouTube series. It's a six episode series, five of which are out.、Um, so you can go watch them all. I've been watching a lot of YouTube recently.、Um, they're all about 30 minutes to 45 minutes long. And they are just a, a history, a recounting, a story of the, the history of the Seattle Mariners, the professional baseball team that resides in Washington. And You know, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, and I know a lot of our listeners maybe aren't into the sports balls, as they call it. <laughs> But it's just a really engaging, well done. It's not like a documentary, just like a look into the stats and notable figures that kind of shaped this very weird, off kilter organization. And it's done phenomenally well. It's done by a guy named John Boys, who I absolutely adore his stuff.、Um, he has tons of videos on. Other sports too, where he kind of like breaks down like the rules of them or like the stats of them. Like, you know, talks about football, talks about like basketball. Like, if we remove the three point line, for example, how would that change the entire season? Oh, or I love if it. Barry, or if Barry Bonds never had a baseball bat, like, never could actually make contact with the ball and just like stood in the box, like, what would happen? 
and it just it's a it's a great breakdown of stuff but this is very much more of a story-based hmm. thing and even if you don't really care about sports or baseball it's super engaging the ends of episodes one and four especially are up there with like the best anime with like the most hype moments of like introduction of new characters i was like on the edge of my seat it was phenomenally wow. done um it's nice like easy watching stuff i usually watch it like while i cook or something but it's been a really good time there's a lot of good quotes in there um and i think the one that really sells the story of this team because they're a bunch of outcasts washington's out kind of by itself they never have had the best of luck um and episode five kind of gets into like you know why are they telling the story and the whole point is this team is not full of competitors they are protagonists and it's kind of you know they've never won a championship so why should we care about them and it kind of it kind of just has a really rewarding payoff and i've been really enjoying it so mm. if you have any passive interest into baseball sports whatever uh check out just look up dorktown seattle mariners yeah well i think i like the sort of like saber metrics or whatever of of sports a lot because yeah Sports is just for a bunch of nerds when you get down to the statistics of it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so like when you were talking about, oh, what would happen if Barry Bonds was standing in the box and he couldn't even swing at the ball? Like, I don't know. What, like, do you know the answer to that? Well, what is it? Is there an intimidation I, I, I factor? Do. Would they walk uh, in? Yes. Essentially, even if the opposing pitcher, like, they obviously, if they knew he didn't have a bat, they would just strike him out every time. But if they didn't know that he didn't have a bat and pitched to him as if normally, and they go through and like all the walks and fouls and stuff, and they like calculate what it would have been based on the percentage of pitches that were thrown to him. He still would have been one of the most prolific <laughs> hitters of all time. Because nobody and has like, the balls to throw to him. Yeah, essentially. And essentially, Mitz, what I would recommend for you is look up a series called Chart Party, which is literally just a collection of videos that he has done where he goes deep into the the stats of things like why kickoffs are stupid and useless in the NFL and should be abolished. And that's on YouTube and that's on YouTube as well. Yep. Yep. And I'll, I can post links and stuff, but gotcha. they're, uh, they're, they're so good. They're so yeah. good. Well, yeah, I actually know all about that in terms of the, I mean, th there were discussions about eliminating the kicking game for quite some time, you know? <clears throat> so the NFL definitely wants to just get rid of kickoffs completely, but I think that there's been some pushback from fans and stuff like that and, and uh, traditionalists because they cause a lot of injuries and ultimately they don't really cause a whole lot of their variance in the outcome of a game. So they just want to, you know, cut down on uh, legal risks and things like that by getting rid of kickoffs. And, mm -hmm. yeah, and they moved back the field goal over not, not that long ago because it was just it was at the point For where the extra point. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, the extra point is what I meant. Because it's like, you know, you're like 99% going to make it. So it was like, why even bother wasting time on this? And so now the they moved it back, and now it's like 92% or something. But, okay, I checked that out. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you some links and post it in the Discord. But it's just nice, easy, quick burst of listening while you multitask or do something else. Well, I went up to uh, Mount Sherman yesterday, and um, we got up at it's – it's quite a – it's quite a um, – quite a big effort to get even just in, in position to hike one of these mountains because like here here's the process um eight seven thirty the night before i'm drugging myself with with benadryl to get so i can just artificially put myself to sleep by about eight thirty, um because you're getting up at four 
and you've spent you know the hour before you go to bed the night before packing up the car so when you get up you brush your teeth you just put pants on you get in the car and you're driving by like 4:15 um <clears throat> so that alone kind of sucks and then <clears throat> the uh, then you got to drive about 2 uh, 2 hours and 20 minutes and I'll tell you right now if you can drive through the mountains of De- of Denver at night you can drive anywhere these mountains are roller coaster like uh, they're they're seldom straight. They go they go up and down so steeply that like there are times when at night you're looking and it's like and you, it's almost like an optical illusion. You think, holy shit, am I driving like straight down? Like, is it are we free falling? Because like the road is so steep and it's dark, you have no perspective. Um, there was some bad fog yesterday, so there was like, there were a couple points in the mountains where I, I'm on this like highway and I'm going like 20 miles an hour because I can only see like eight feet in front of me. Um, <clears throat> we made it and. Um, drove all the way up the mountain roads to get to the trailhead and at about seven o'clock we arrived to discover that the road was partially blocked and uh there's a big sign in the middle that says park here because the there was like no snow no snow no snow at all and then boom out of nowhere just nothing but snow like if someone had pretty much plowed the snow plowed the road to a certain point and then just said fuck it and um it was gonna add six extra miles of walking in the in the snow at a, at a slight incline, and um, which would have made the whole hike 12, out, 12 miles total, which, which we weren't really in position to do because 7 a.m. is a little late to start a 12-mile hike because you got to be at the top by noon because of the thunderstorms. And um, so we ended up bailing. It was a big-time bummer. Um, it's, uh, it's like when you go through all that effort to get to, that, to, get to the trail, to, to, to get to the top, you know, to turn around without even trying the hike is... Uh, pretty brutal you know it's big time disappointing and then you gotta drive all the way back so we were back by about 10 o'clock and then you know i just laid in bed and played final fantasy and kind of sulked a little but um i think we're gonna try again next weekend or possibly the week after depending but um pretty cool thing that we did is that we turned the back of my girlfriend's highlander into a camper so i have some photos i have photos i could actually probably stick them on the uh on our on our discord for you guys but Basically, we built this platform out of wood that has like uh, like wooden legs on it. And um, here, I'm gonna stick the photos in here for you. And just uh, like elevate like a sleeping. You're gonna see exactly thing? what I'm yeah, talking oh, about I see, in, I see. in a second. And um, and it folds up, so it has a hinge. And it has a hinge half. So it's basically like like nine two by fours that are cut short and are bracketed and hammered into a into a piece of plywood that covers m- pretty much the entire back of the car and then there's a and then there's a hinge in the middle that basically lets us fold the bath fold it in half so we can put the back seats up and what this will let us do is put a put like a three inch uh, foam mattress topper on the back of it and um, sleep basically rather than getting up at 4 a.m the process will change to well, we get in the car at 6 p.m. after work, and we drive. We get there at 10, and we go to sleep, and then we wake up mm. at, and then we wake up at 4:30 a.m. in the dark, put headlamps on, and start walking. So, so this uh, does look well done. Uh, my thank only you. question is, I, I assume you built a platform like this so that you can still store stuff underneath. Oh yes. Oh yep. Yep. Is, and this seems convenient, but I would think the easiest thing would just be. Could you put the mattress or foam or whatever straight on the on the stuff with the seats down and just move then whatever stuff you were originally storing to like the front seats? Or is that just a logistical nightmare? That doesn't look as cool as this. 
Um, it's it probably just doesn't look as cool. I mean, we've slept in the back of the car before. You know, mm-hmm. it's really yeah. uncomfortable though because there's lots of creases and there's like gaps in the seats, and you end up sleeping on like you know bumps, and it's just not sure. It's not intended for it. The only other alternative to what I'm showing you guys here and that would probably be better is if that could be better, it would be like getting really sturdy storage bins that literally the the to the, the plywood just rested on top of. That way, you should just get those uh um the like the the roof racks, the long like coffins that you put on top of a car and just sleep in that like a Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> what? You I- haven't seen those? No. I've seen them, but I've never been thinking about sleeping in one of them. A car I mean, it'd coffin? be a terrible idea. I'll, I'll, I'll post the picture uh, for this audio okay. podcast. Yeah. So, so it's just um, it's a lot. It's a lot more fun to uh, to drive the night before. You can stop in a mountain town and have pizza or something. And uh, every mountain town seems to have like one thing that makes it worth visiting, at least. And um, <clears throat> even though they're like really tiny and. And then, you know, you just camp the night before and get up and uh, and go because it does suck waking up in, when it's like 30 degrees in the car. But, uh, but um, you know, it's just you have a big, much higher chance of success. Like if we had slept, if we had, if we had, if we had driven the night before and woke up at like five and saw the snow, we, we would have been like, wow, that sucks ass. But, you know, we have time now because we have the extra two hours. We probably, we probably would have done it and, and we, um, you know, bailed on it. So, and, uh. We want to get every single 14 or done, and so we can't keep having these uh, turnarounds because of snow in the road and stuff. So, so that's um, that was pretty much my uh, Mount Sherman talk. The uh, the mountain itself is definitely easier than the one that you and I did, Mason. Um, <clears throat> the uh, I've, I'm on episode seven, season three of Ozark. It continues to be a pretty awesome show. They're definitely not afraid of killing characters. People are getting murdered. Um, just dying of drug overdoses and just left and right. Everyone's always backstabbing each other. The FBI is a bunch of assholes and they're constantly scheming and the, the, the cartel down in Mexico is causing problems and they're abducting people and, and, um, and, uh, watching like Marty and his wife, Wendy, like start all these businesses that are just wild. Like, like, um, in season two, they start a casino, like a big, like a, like on a, like on a riverboat. And, uh, it's just neat to like see all these different ways that they come up with laundering money and then finding and then all these different just wild things that cause problems. Like there's just endless problems. Like someone's either trying to steal the money or someone murders someone or someone like blows up a blows you know, like it has an arson attack on the boat or or there's um you know uh the a family crisis or uh you know it's just always something. So it's just such a such such a tense show. And there was a section in season two where they had cer- certain of the characters had wires on them. So they were kind of, they were wired by the FBI and they were trying to get like confessions by, you know, getting people to say things that they, you know, while, while, you know, talking to someone who has a wire on. And uh, you're just sitting there as the viewer like, like, oh God, don't say it, don't say anything. And it's, it's just like so tense. Um, I do think season three is a little less good than season two and one. It's becoming more about like, the struggle between the power it's a lot like it's a lot like breaking bad where like it starts off being oh i'm doing this for my family and and whatnot and then it ends up being about power you know and it's about um you know trying to you know you get they get carried away with it and so there's a lot of like this power struggle going on between the uh 
the husband and wife and how it affects the kids and how it, you know, affects the dynamic between, you know, third parties and stuff like that. So it's pretty good. Um, definitely worth watching for sure. Um, I can't, I don't know if there's really anything else that's new. Like Tiger King and Ozark were like, I guess they came out like around the same time and that was like all, all anybody was watching. So, um, but Ozark is definitely recommendable to people who love a good crime drama. If you like Breaking Bad, this is like Breaking Bad, the sequel, you know? So I think that, uh, you're going to get, you're going to get plenty of drug lords, like chopping people's legs off and, and, um, you know, people blowing up houses and all kinds of shit. So it's pretty great. So Netflix just continues to just crush it just unbelievably. So I love it. So so Ozark is definitely one of those shows where as a viewer, you're kind of privy, you know, everything that's going on and you're just waiting for things to blow up versus like a game of Thrones where you're, you're kind of sure what's going on, but it's more about the, the thrill of what's going to happen next. Right. Well, I mean, there's a lot. There's always a lot of surprises happening. So, but you are sure, privy, sure. you are privy to, to all things on all sides. Like, like gotcha. You're like, watching the chess match play out. Exactly. Like when the FBI is scheming to to catch someone in the act, or when uh, then there's a drug deal going down, or, or something. You know everything, even if the even if the characters don't. But gotcha. gotcha. But there are, but there are also um, unknowns that happen. Like you, like you know, there's. You know, there's well, sure. are, the way the events play out are always not going to be exactly as either side anticipates. Exactly. So it's pretty great. Okay. It's pretty great. It's worth watching. It goes quick. Um, and there's a lot of likable characters in it and a lot of characters that you just want to see them die. And then sometimes they do and you're like, yes, just die. Um, <laughs> so because some of these characters are just awful. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, great show. Awesome. Now, I'm really excited to hear Mandy's thoughts about <laughs> Final Fantasy VII's ending because I've heard a lot of things by people on both sides. I'm still playing it, by the way. I'm I'm halfway through it on hard mode. But oh, nice. But um, and uh, you know, I've heard people say, "Oh, the ending is it's so Final Fantasy, like it doesn't make any fucking sense." And then there are people that think it's great. So I don't know. So where are you? Where do you stand on it, Mandy? And, and what are your what are your final thoughts on everything? Well, first I want to say Mason put up the car coffin, and I have never seen one of those before. Uh, I have your, never your family seen did not go camping as a <laughs> no we did we didn't have one of those so we what had... I put up was just a like a thural roof rack which is a hinged coffin that opens on its side where you just throw a bunch of bags and stuff in and you slam it shut and it goes on top of your car and uh yeah we That's... always had vans and SUVs so fair, fair I, but I never seen one of those <laughs> That is crazy. Anyways, but um, yeah, Final Fantasy. So I finished it a few days ago. It took me a long time, mostly because I just didn't have, I couldn't find the time to play. I was like always out every day. So, um, and I was only playing it like a little bit at a time, you know, as much time as I could afford to give it. And, um, but I did finally finish it on Friday. I just, I had the whole day off and my plans that were to go out and look for a car fell through. So I, um, because, you know, I had to have somebody else drive me around and uh, they were unfortunately ended up, my mom ended up being busy that day. So I was like, well, I guess I'm stuck at home and I'm just going to sit here and play Final Fantasy. So I played it. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, oh no, she says so for terrible. seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> she, she... It took me about five hours. I was five hours up from the ending. So I just sat down and played straight through it and finished it. And um, yeah, it's interesting because 
a lot of the scenes that are that were in the original are still in this one a lot of them until the very end and then you can kind of see how this one is just the remake keep in mind remake is very important in this name (laughs) is that they're really pushing the um idea of hey you remember events in the first one maybe you can change those this time <laughs> so which is fine i don't know it's it's interesting i um i think the whispers are kind of an interesting thing that they brought in except i think they were not they're not going to make sense unless you've played all the final fantasy games because they're bringing back characters that were in crisis core and um i think there was a little bit of dirge of cerberus i can't remember but um i can't remember it I could be wrong. That could be a different game I'm thinking of. But, um, and yeah, and it's like showing that there's, I don't want to, I'm not going to give any spoilers for the ending, but just that um, they're they're toying with the idea of that your choices may matter later on. Where in the original, that wasn't a thing. It was a very linear story up until you got to like a world they could explore, but the story was still linear. There wasn't much you could do to change the story at all. But now it feels like they're starting to change that, where it's like, you know what, you could maybe change this later on. And then there are these things called the whispers that are like trying to keep you on the path of uh, the the correct path. And um, but you you are like there are moments in this game where you fight them. So I'm curious how that's going to play out in the next game. What do you mean by like, the, what do you mean the, by change the story, Mandy, though? Because the, the, um, I don't really see anywhere in this game where you can diverge at all or. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of choices to be Not made that would maybe... in this one, but I could definitely see that being a thing in the next one, possibly. Could be. Because they're, they're toying with it a lot. Uh, Sephiroth says a lot of things, and uh, a lot of the characters make mentions of... Um, and you also see flashes of different timelines in this, and like, oh, this is what the first path was, but that didn't happen in this path, and now that character that shouldn't be here is surrounded by these things called whispers that are trying to prevent the timeline from changing, and so I could definitely see how this, they're possibly going to make choices matter in the next games. I'm wondering if that's what the whole remake part of the name means. <laughs> and like, you could remake the, the story. I don't All know. Right. I could be wrong about that, but that's what I am predicting. I'm, curmud- so I'm curmudgeonly, so I don't want that. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I kind of want the story the way it was, but I mean, what, what did you... Can you make choices and try to force the story into what it was? I don't know yet. I, I wonder if you're like... <laughs> Just always leave Earth alone. <laughs> Just like wait for well, something to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Look, she... I have been waiting years for Sephiroth to come stab me in the back. So yeah, come on. <laughs> Whoa! Equal stab me from behind. Him, That's all I want is Sephiroth to stab me from behind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I I love Sephiroth. He, he's just... he's just like the guy from uh, Fruits Basket. That yeah. You... Have you seen his big pouty lips? Mm. Oh my goodness! Big mood. <laughs> Big mood. <laughs> so yeah, the ending was very satisfying for me. You, you, you definitely get a hell of a lot more Sephiroth in this than you yes. ever got in the first one. I mean, I think he's in like what? He's in the first game like before mid and Midgar for like what three minutes? <laughs> yeah, in the original. Of course, I don't want to give any spoilers, but in the original, when you are in the Shinra building, you see him do something and then leave, yeah. and that 
has Cloud and his gang go, okay, we need to go hunt down Sephiroth. So that kind of, you know, they go on their journey from that point. That kind of like, you know, like changes their um, their goals in this in the first game. But in this one, yeah, the whole ending is just pure Sephiroth goodness. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and he's sprinkled out throughout yeah. too, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. My man, Cloud is dreaming about him as much as oh, I am. Cloud loves him some Sephiroth. He <laughs> Sephiroth, does. at one point, he's even like, are you dreaming about me? I'm like, damn it, Sephiroth, are you talking to me or Cloud? Yeah, which one of you? <laughs> I loved it. You know, um, hard mode is, uh, it's not really any harder than normal mode, I don't think. So I beat the hell house in like half an hour. So, um, Ooh, yeah. You know, it's all about conserving mana, but at the but by the time you get to the uh, to hard mode, your weapons are so powerful that you don't even really need to use mana. Sometimes you just literally just just smash the the enemies with your with your sword until they're dead. You don't even need to like hit them with. You might hit them with like with like fire here and there to, to soften them up, but then otherwise you don't even. It's it's a good play though. It's. Uh, I made a ginormous mistake. Uh -oh. I was so embarrassed after I realized it, and I was almost embarrassed. I'm like, I should never even mention this to anybody, but it is funny because it I comes. was pure stupidity. <laughs> I made this game far harder than it ever had oh, to be. Oh, this is gonna be good. Far harder than it ever had to be to the point where I realized my mistake, and I was like, I am an idiot. So many fights could have been so much easier because I'm going through this game thinking, how is everybody finding it too easy? What is... I don't understand. It's my fault. I was making it too hard. <laughs> so I didn't know how to use higher ranks of material. <laughs> so oh. I was using the base rank the entire game. I didn't know you had to scroll to the right to oh pick a different rank. So you were never using like Faraga? You were just using no. fire? Oh, yes. boy, you never ran out of mana. <laughs> the entire game, I was like, I don't understand. It's, still, it's taking me forever to oh, kill yeah. these guys. Yeah. It was my oh, fault. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, there, there, you, you have, like, a cluster of, like, like grunt dudes, like, like humans, and you just faraga them and kill, like, five of them at once. Yeah. So, wow, yeah. That's really I hard mean, mode. I I even, <laughs> I even leveled up all my materia, but for some reason I thought it just applied the extra damage like automatically. Why would I not want to be using the better materia? Like, <laughs> why would it not auto be like, ah, she bought this thing, let's use yeah! it. <laughs> I thought it just did it automatically. I'm like, God, I don't understand. This game's a lot harder well, than everyone's saying it is. <laughs> well, the reason, Mason, is because like Faraga uses like 25% of your mana in one shot. Gotcha. So if you were so low, really you would tactically want to use just regular fire or fire. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's you can use ether and stuff like that. But on like on hard mode, I'm not using Faraga very much because you know I get like 110 mana, and when it's gone, that shit is gone. Like it doesn't come back, so you can't re you can't restore it. So uh, until the chapter ends. So I was yeah. also just using cure the entire game. No cure, <laughs> Oh no. I oh, no. I was like I don't understand, but I still got to the end. I didn't realize it till Sephiroth. <laughs> I was on Sephiroth. Well, how did you discover and it? I was like, <laughs> accidentally. I just moved the controller while I was picking it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I just never noticed the arrows. Oh, no. I never noticed you had to scroll to the right to choose it. To that it was look. They should have told me that. <laughs> 
That is pretty funny. I don't even, yeah, I don't know if they ever kind of instruct you on how to do that. No, even the materia, like, menu, when you choose your materia, it just says rank one, rank two, rank three. It doesn't say, like, this one is this much uh, MP, and this one is this one, this much MP. Like, then I would have realized a long time ago, it's like, oh, wait, I'm only using, like, the lower amount of MP? Why is it not taking more? I would have realized a lot sooner, but instead it just says, like, one, two, three, and I was like, okay, I guess it's giving me rank three damage. Nope. Well, I, do- <laughs> I doubt you're alone in that. That's what happens when you just sit too close to the TV to look at Daddy Yes's butt, and you. Uh, <laughs> I I do sit really close to the TV. I've always done that since I was a kid. I like sit right up on the TV. I don't know why. You gotta <laughs> cut down on that lag. Of yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the images That's exactly going all the way across the room. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Are you gonna get this um, game, Mason? Uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, I. Eventually, I it will. It is great. The voice acting and the characters are phenomenal. So, um, but. all right, it's up uh, to okay. you, my brother. I yeah. I will listen. Everything I've heard about it is seems to be very positive. Um, the demo that I played was really engaging, and I just I'll I'll definitely look into it when it all comes out. You all could right. also play it in Japanese, and Cloud is Rohan, and if that is an incentive at all. I mean, that's probably what I will eventually do, but... Okay, good. <laughs> I uh, I mean, if, if someone gave it to me right now, I would definitely play it, but to purchase it with with the future of it, not that it's not going to happen, I just want to get the experience all at once, or like start my experience of one right before two comes out, so... I can lead from one to the other. Though I will say, I did get the platinum in Neo recently. Congratulations! And uh, it was it was a pretty easy platinum. But this game is very much just a pure running around fighting enemies. No side missions. No, like it knows exactly what it is, and mm-hmm. it is so perfect at it that it just distills the essence of every combat encounter is exciting and fun and satisfying. And I was super pleased with it. And I think like such a strength of it can be seen in like the weakest enemy that you fight because they have these little creatures called gakis which is the <laughs> japanese word for like brat or urchin like these small little people yeah and like you you start off the game and you learn how to fight them you just pop them on the head and they die and like it's just like an easy enemy to kill but the game goes through so many lengths to give these guys so many moves that even when you're like at the end of the game and super strong and have faced a hundred of them, they have so many little tricks and ways of still making them like something you have to think about. Like you're never just mindlessly bashing through them because you'll bop one and it'll, it won't die. It'll go falling backwards. So then you have to chase after it and stab it. So then you'll do it on the next one and he'll fall backwards, but then he'll like drop like a paralysis pool. So if you immediately chase after him, you'll get stuck and you'll get frozen in time. And if that happens, he'll get up, take a bite out of you, and once they take a bite up out of you, they turn into these massive creatures. So if you let them get one hit on you, you're in trouble. So then you're like, okay, so I need to avoid that pool. So the next time you'll bop one, he'll fall back, he'll drop the pool, and you'll try to walk around it, but then one of his friends will come and eat his up, the guy who's on the ground. He'll eat his own like ally, and if he does that, then he'll grow into the big guy. So now you have to like worry about not injuring them next to one another. And then they will have these guys coming from the sky, like jumping down on you or like throwing stuff at you. And there's like just this one basic enemy. They give so many little variants and powers and like 
ways that you still need to be cautious of them, that it's engaging. And every enemy has like this depth of stuff that they just try so hard to kill you. And it's an absolute blast. Well, I'm happy to hear that. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you know when I get the platinum in Final Fantasy VII, but it requires uh, two and a quarter playthroughs. So it'll be a, okay. bit, it'll be a bit. But um, yeah, I think this is going to be the last we'll, you'll hear of it, probably. Um, I expect that we'll get the second one in roughly two years because that's how long it took them to put out Final Fantasy XIII-2 and Final Fantasy XIII-3. was almost two years exactly between. Mm-hmm. So see you in two years <laughs> on episode yeah. uh, 300 and what? 300 and probably like episode 310 of Hobby Addicts or something like that. So, But man, do you I also have... More, go, ahead, go ahead, Mason. Oh, I was just going to make a quick thing that probably in like five months someone's going to be like, hey, Mason, I've got a like spare copy of Final Fantasy laying around. You want to play it? And I'll play it and be like, guys, guys, let's talk about Final Fantasy. And you're going to be I'll, like, be Mason, we that. did this. Like, <laughs> the ship has long since sailed away. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm... I'm such a nerd. I'll be there. I'll be there right there with you even five months from now. But, um, Mandy, also, I'm guessing this is a, what is this? Well, what we do in the shadows? The TV what series? we do in the shadows? Okay. So the movie of what we do in the shadows is a comedy horror movie. It's one of my favorites. I just, it was, I don't know. I just love that movie. I could probably quote the entire thing because I've seen it so many times, <laughs> but, um, it was, uh, directed by Jermaine Clement and, um, YTT and they, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, Taika Waititi. Yeah, Waititi, yeah. And um, they, they've worked together before on Flight of the Concords, which is another um, comedy show from um, New Zealand. And uh, so they did what, what We Do in the Showers, which is like a mockumentary of um, following the lives of three vampires. They're living in the city and uh, all the crazy shit that they get up to. And... Um, and then they made a TV series on it called What We Do in the Shadows. It's on FX. <clears throat> and um, they that one I watched, and I thought that one was really funny, and it had um, new characters. So Jermaine Clement was one of the vampires in the original, and YTT also was in the original um, movie. And But neither of them, um, they, they have like a cameo in it, but they're not, they're, they're not main characters in the TV series. So um, the TV series follows one, two, three, four, is it four vampires? Who are living together in like a house? And, well, I think um, I think it's like three comedic vampires and one like <laughs> a real vampire, <laughs> right? No, or there's. Am I thinking um, of the you think you're the original. Okay. You're thinking of the film. Yeah, I haven't the seen film season was, two yet. Yeah, the the film was uh, three silly vampires, and there was one like Nosferatu sitting in the basement. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking <laughs> it was of. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's so many good quotes in that movie, but I'm gonna try and not say them because <laughs> it's just annoying to say quotes and not have any idea what you're talking about. But um, now this one has uh, three, again, three silly vampires. But then there's Colin Watt Robinson, who's not technically like uh, like the same kind of vampire as the others. He is an energy vampire, which means that he. he to me is still the funniest character but he's so he acts so serious all the time because he tries to bore people in order to suck out their their energy Ooh. he's so funny i love i love uh colin robinson he's my favorite character in the new series but um 
Yeah, and then they have a familiar named uh, Guillermo, or Guillermo, and um, he is human, and so but they treat him like trash because he's human, because you know vampires are very haughty, <laughs> and so they treat him horrible. But he works so hard for them, and in the uh, the I watched the whole first season, the second season, he's. Saving them from vampire assassins <laughs> due to events from the first season, but they have no idea that he's doing it, and they still treat him like shit. But he's like, you guys have no idea how hard I work for you guys. So now he's like a vampire slayer on the side. <laughs> it's just a really funny uh, series with very uh, dry humor in it, and... Um, I'm trying to think of like what other kind of humor you can compare it to. I mean, obviously, if you've seen Flight of the Concords, this yes, is very yes, much the exactly same. Exactly like it. <laughs> same yeah. kind of like half clever, half awkward. Like it toes the line between the two really well. Yeah. Uh, but if you have not seen What We Do in the Shadows, I, I do recommend trying it out if you like that kind of humor. If you can stand that kind of humor. Because it's not... Um, there is some... I guess you would call potty humor in it, but it's 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 done in a clever way though. But um, like there, the other vampires are Nandor, who is just ridiculous. He um, he, I'm trying to think of how to explain him. He was um, he's like I think he's like 757 years old, and he was like from the um, what is it called, like the Ottoman Empire. But uh, he acts like more of like he's more more royal than the others and he's ridiculous but and then there's laszlo and his wife nadia and um they're those two are just super sexually charged all the time they're just mm. always horny <laughs> and they're just so stupid there's so many good jokes that i can't even mention because it's just you would not understand unless you've seen it i was gonna you say you definitely should it. watch you need to watch this with someone else so then you yes. can like parrot quotes for the next yeah. like next months <laughs> and just be, like, i think constantly bringing them up <laughs> there's somebody's just it's just so stupid like then they're making another movie called um we um we were wolves so like we're were wolves but it's like werewolves <laughs> and it's like that kind of humor it's just so dumb but it's god i love it so much but um i would say the second season hasn't been as funny as the first there are a lot of moments in the first season like the first couple episodes i think there's four out in season two i've, I've watched what is out so far i think it was four but um the i haven't laughed as much as i did in the first season maybe it's just because i've had my experience with these characters and i would like more of them like because i mean there's only so many times i can laugh at how uh fucking perverted laszlo is <laughs> and just the dumb shit that he does but um i don't know i i'm still watching it and uh you know, getting a good laugh here and there. So you said it's, it's on it's FX. It's a good late night watch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. FX. So. Is, yeah. Yeah. Is there any way to watch it? Is that that's cable, right? I think it's on like Hulu and stuff like that. Oh, is it? I have no idea. I, I, I just I watch it on so. FX. Yeah, I'm just hmm. asking for the cord cutters, because uh, I don't I don't have cable, so I have Hulu. But um. Yeah, I've been using my mom's account, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it looks like know. it's on. Good call. It's on Hulu. It's on Sling, or even like oh. YouTube if you want to pay 
a little okay. bit. But yeah, what we do in the shadows. It's what isn't on Hulu or Sling or Netflix or you know. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I don't know. I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm like my parents still have cable, but I keep trying to get them to get. I keep trying to get them to get rid of it because my dad would be like, "Oh, I gotta watch Ancient Aliens." And my, oh my dad, Ancient Aliens is on freaking Hulu. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Or it's on Netflix on one of those. <laughs> it's like, bro, it's right here. Anyway, but yeah, I'm trying cool. to look up. So yeah, both seasons are on Hulu. I don't see the movie though, and you don't need to start oh, with the movie. Oh, that's a shame. But, the movie but is it, so good. It is a good starting point because it was the first entry. But you yeah. could. You could you could start with season one, and catch up just fine. Yeah, season one does have um, cameos from the vampires that were in the movie, so those jokes probably won't land if you don't know those characters. But everything, I mean, up until that episode, everything else is completely yeah, separate. Yeah, I, I think it'd be fine. Yeah, man, the movie's so good though. Please I, watch the movie. I do like some <laughs> vampires, especially the lady vampires. Oh my gosh, it's so silly. <laughs> all right guys well does anybody have anything else before we wrap up here on hobby addicts i don't think so okay um, well we might have a monumental moment here because it's possible we could start the podcast on time which is gonna throw people off for sure how dare you i know but um guys thanks so much for listening and um hopefully next week i will have climbed that mountain and i'll have a tale of hero- of heroism for you we'll see but um if not we'll have other fun things to talk about on my end and on everybody else's as well. And thanks for contributing to the podcast. We'll see you next week on Hobby Addicts. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.